Our first reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 through 15. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness God called light. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Our continuing testament is an excerpt from Top Ten Things I Have Learned About God from Quilting by Sarah Henrich. Today, we affirm that we have learned a lot about God from how we are neighbors to one another. We also learn a lot about God from how we create things of the world God has given us. I humbly explore with you a theology, not of quilting, but from quilting. I have come to a deeper love of God and a richer sense of truth from quilting. One way I have come to this deeper love of God and refined my sense of truth is to understand this. You have to cut fabric to make a quilt. For some people, this may be confusing. After all, the quilter takes a perfectly good piece of fabric and cuts it up into little pieces so they can sew it together again. It may seem funny, but it is true about all creativity. Pigments must be found, ground to a fine powder, and mixed with oils which are taken from perfectly good whole trees before there is paint. Stone must be taken from the ground and the big chunk refined and cut for sculpture. Metals need to be taken from the ground in rough ore and refined, melted, and cast. So, yes, we take a hole and reshape it just as God saw a whole void as it was and began to add pieces and reshape it and fill it with life. As God takes tiny parts of whole human beings and birds and mammals, all creatures, and combines them to make a new person or bird or mammal, working with what we have, refitting it, reshaping it into something beautiful and useful. It is what God does with all creation. Hello, my name is Connie Irwin, and I was asked to share with you how my life and faith have been affected by the pandemic of 2020 and how the Spirit pushed me to use my sewing and quilting to get through the pandemic. First, some background about my faith journey. I had very little contact with church as a child. My father was uh, raised with a Christian scientist upbringing. He rejected those teachings and throughout his life he was an avid reader of authentic science. I remember coming home from college on school breaks and I would be prepared to discuss with my father whatever science class I was currently taking. My mother had a Methodist upbringing, but she didn't attend church regularly, and we didn't have any affiliation with the church as a family. My interaction with church 
began when my husband and I were married. We both sensed that there was something about being part of a church family that would be important when we began our family. When our second child was born, we joined the Cedar Hills Congregational Church and had both of our children baptized by Reverend Jean Ross, who was the pastor. When we moved to Salem, we joined the Salem Congregational Church and our whole family became active members. While I've had a church connection mostly only in my adult life, I would say that my belief in God has always been centered on the diversity and beauty of our world. Even though I believe in the process of evolution, there's just so much natural beauty everywhere one looks that it had to have been set out by a master with a plan. I've been so fortunate to have grown up in a family that instilled in me a great appreciation for nature and science. In fact, I was appreciating God's presence in nature when the pandemic began. I remember flying home from Tanzania, Africa on February 12, 2020, where I had been on a safari with a small tour group. We spent 14 days engaging closely with all the beauty and the awe of African wildlife, as well as enjoying meeting some many gracious, welcoming African people. Lions, tigers, wildebeest, zebras, giraffes, elephants, rhinoceros, all just a few of the many amazing animals that we viewed up close and personal from a van with windows open and open top, observing whatever animal appeared beside or near us. <clears throat> there is nothing in the world more awesome than watching a lion and lioness resting together alongside your vehicle. So close, you wish you could reach out and touch but we didn't. <laughs> Seeing those many amazing animals we encountered really reinforced for me <clears throat> what a beautiful world God created for our enjoyment. That trip had a huge influence on me. Seeing animals in a zoo is not the same as engaging with them in the natural environment. Of course, getting on an airplane after such a mind-expanding experience was quite a jolt. We had heard very little about the COVID outbreak happening in China. None of us realized, I think, that our lives were to be changed dramatically by that first discovery of the new virus. As we began our flight back to the United States, the plane was packed, and I began to notice uh, some of the passengers around me looking rather ill. The woman seated next to me was obviously not feeling well. Hmm, I thought, I wonder if I will catch something during this 24-hour flight. There were no masks, no social distancing, no questions about how we felt or if we had been ill. We were in the dark, so to speak. As it turned out, I didn't get sick on that airplane. However, once I arrived back home, the news began to take on a bleak foreboding theme. And I wondered, how will my life change as I adjust to this grave, real danger? It turns out that God had a plan for me. 
I've been a seamstress and a lover of all fabric for most of my 77 years of life. I started sewing when I was seven years old, having been blessed with two grandmas who both sewed and encouraged me. I earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Home Economics and Education and taught middle school classes for three years before we started our family. I think that quilting became a rage in the 1970s or the 1980s, and of course I fell in love with it. Over the years, I've made many quilts. Uh, you are viewing just the tip of the iceberg. Some became gifts, others I gave away as my collection became a burden when we moved frequently. And my style has changed a great deal as quilting has evolved into an art form. Something that has brought me great joy is the time I've had creating wall hangings for our sanctuary. I can remember asking Jenny, if it would be okay if I made a quilt or a wall hanging for the admin season. And she said graciously, yes. <laughs> I researched to learn about the symbols of the church seasons and the colors that are generally represented by those seasons. And I poured over pictures of quilts and wall hangings made by other quilters for church settings. I became familiar with art websites where I found many examples that I could convert uh, to fabric hangings. In short, I became hooked on liturgical art. <clears throat> As the pandemic began, I spent the first few weeks and months during the COVID lockdowns feeling sorry for being so isolated as a single person, but I'm certain it was God who sent me a message saying, you know, you have a wonderful hobby that you're always complaining that you never have enough time to enjoy. So get busy and sew. And that's what I did. Quilts, Christmas gifts, Roman shades from my granddaughter's window in her bedroom. That's how I kept busy during those lonely pandemic times. And of course, my family close by and in a shared bubble with me and our weekly church services, Zoom coffees, Zoom meetings, and phone conversations with friends were especially treasured. What I love about making banners is the creativity and the ability to make something beautiful out of scraps of fabric. I was asked if I could share a little about the process of creating a quilt or wall hanging. Of course, I do use patterns for many of my quilts. When I begin banners for the sanctuary, I start with a general image <clears throat> and a theme or an idea of what I want the hanging to say to a viewer. My next challenge is to find fabrics with which I can create that image. Sometimes I'll do a rough sketch, although often I just pull out fabrics and layer them, move them around, and begin to see a path to what I want to create. As you can imagine, you need a fair amount of fabric with which to play. However, my collection is usually smaller pieces of fabric, fat quarters or one quarter and one half yard pieces. We quilters refer to our fabric collection as our stash. We also have a famous saying, she or he who dies with the most fabric wins. Here is a shot of my stash. As you can guess, I'm working to be the winner. 
God comes to us in many ways, and especially during times when we are in need of encouragement. God came to me in the midst of the pandemic and pushed me to use the creative abilities that God has given to all of us to help deal with living in our ever-changing world. God certainly has a big job, as we humans often need reminding that even in the hardest and saddest of times, God is with us. May God bless all of you, especially those of you who love to stitch. Amen. Um, yeah.